The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a sun in Phoenix, too. 52 to... Welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. Well, howdy. Ooh, I like that one. All right, this week on the show, we're just going to talk a little bit about how good the Suns are, despite us missing a ton of our roster, heading into the Brooklyn game this week with just nine active players as of now, so... Something to look into as we move forward into this week. After that, we'll talk some game recaps, last week's games against the Jazz, Wolves, and Spurs. And then we'll preview this week's games against the Nets, Hawks, Wizards, and Bulls. Shoutouts are in order. Brace yourself, there's a few here. For our bet question from last week, we were trying to decide of the best friend trio who would score the most between Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, or sorry, D'Angelo Russell, D'Angelo. and Devin Booker. Uh, so Devin Booker scored the most. We both guessed Booker. So between the two of us, we both won. Uh, but shout outs go out to Jose Rodriguez Gomez, uh, at Jose Baller5 on Twitter, Omar at Midcard at Best on Twitter, and at Comic Evangelist on Twitter. Uh, they all said Devin Booker would score the most of those three, so shout out to those three. Go follow them on Twitter. Easy W right there. And just the luck of our podcast, uh, D'Angelo Russell got hurt in the game that was being played while we were recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was That's a great kind time. of how it goes. That's kind of how it goes. Yep. Hey, at least no one guessed him, though. All right, so... The Suns have been playing just great on the court as per usual, I suppose, as of late, because this team is just on fire. There's the old adage about 40 wins before 20 losses makes you a contender in the NBA, and we are currently 40-9. and We haven't (laughs) even hit double-digit losses yet with that 40 victory in the WCOM. I don't know, man. This is so much fun. I wasn't expecting this quite like this again this year, but these guys are just on a mission. Yeah, I saw a stat. In the month of November, the Suns were undefeated. In the month of January, they lost one game. And those winning percentages, no one else has even done it once in a month this season, and we've done it twice. So it's pretty awesome. It is awesome, and the first guy that you can tip your cap to right now is Chris Paul. 
just brought in the Western Conference Player of the Week this week, and he has just been immaculate, I suppose. The assist numbers have been insane lately. The way he can take care of the ball and when it's time to score, those elbow jumpers are so pure. Automatic, it feels like each one's going in no matter what. And if yeah. it's in the fourth quarter, yeah, it's it's going in. Yeah, I don't know what his plus minus is up to now in crunch time, but still really good. <laughs> yeah, just amazing. I mean, all of these games this week, Chris Paul just, well, the Jazz game, that was all Booker, but Chris Paul and the Wolves and Spurs games just saved us and not even saved us. He just played the way that he plays, and that's why we win. Right, yeah, and... Don't count him out on that Jazz game. He had 21 in that one. Timberwolves game, triple-double with 21, 10, and 14. Spurs game almost goes for a 20-20 with 20 points, 8 rebounds, 19 assists. Oh, man. Yeah, this is just so nice. And I think the other guy we have to tip our cap to is Monty Williams. What a job he's done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with all the injuries that are going on right now, guys missing plenty of time. Uh, it's not just a miss one game and you're back in the lineup. These guys have been out for games and games. But the fact that Monty's being able to, you know, throw out these rotations that are working, uh, keep everybody on the same track, and, you know, it, it has something to do with just keeping the team close enough going into the fourth quarter. There's something that uh, I said this a couple of weeks ago, and I may have been exaggerating at the time, but now I'm not. If it's within 15 to 20 points heading into the fourth, I am not worried about these guys. And, and we just saw what happened in the Spurs game, and that included Ish Wainwright playing small ball center for the entire fourth quarter <laughs> while we go on that insane run to win the yep. game. So. Yep. Shout out, Monty. It looks a little funny sometimes, but it it works. Literally every game when we're down. Uh, this Jazz game is a good example. We were kind of struggling. It was getting late. The game started an hour later than usual. And my wife was like, oh, should we just turn it off? And I said, they're going to win by 10. And mm-hmm. they did. Like, we were down probably 15 at that point. I said, don't worry, we'll win by 10. <laughs> oh, we just keep doing it. And the fact that we keep doing it also just locked in Monty Williams coaching uh, Team LeBron in the All-Star game. Uh, LeBron being the captain out of the West, I believe, is how that goes. So uh, Monty and the coaching staff will be representing that team at the All-Star game, which is yeah. very cool. It's only happened a few times in Suns history. Yeah, I'm excited to see Booker, Chris Paul, Aiden and Bridges all play for Team <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> That'd be nice, huh? How great would that be? Uh, no, there, I saw people joking about Monty just instantly sitting down Andrew Wiggins and putting in someone who deserves it as soon as the ball oh gets hit. Oh, my gosh. Tipped. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he should. That's ridiculous. We don't need to talk about that. No. Everyone's if, heard about it by now. No. If, if Chris and Booker don't make it, though, I will write it. <laughs> They will for sure make it. I'm not worried about that. All right. Okay. It was really cool, though. Monty was uh, in an interview and said something about how he's always trying to put his uh, 
make things in the the best situation for his guys so they can succeed. And the fact that all the guys on the team were probably more excited about getting Monty to the all-star game than Monty was even aware of. Pretty cool. Just like the, the team, the chemistry top to bottom in the locker room, at least. I mean, these guys are, they're all on the same page. They're having fun. They look out for each other. They're trying to make each other happy. And I mean, it's, you know, kind of weird as that sounds. That's, uh, how friendships and relationships work. You That's just right. uh, you just make each other happy. You keep each other happy, and good things should happen. Yeah, and they've got this nice facility where they practice that. I drove by there the other day. It was funny. I actually took a wrong turn, and I said, oh, what the heck, I'll keep going this way. Camelback and 44th Street. It is so nice. If you are in Phoenix and haven't gone by, just drive by. It's really nice. I said I was going to go creep that out like shortly after it got built and just yeah. go peep around and see what I can see. But I never did. And I, I might as well go do it. I'm yeah. not too far from there. So why not? It's, it's nice. Yeah. I I was happy that I drove. It was at night, too. So it was kind of cool to see everything all lit up. And Ooh. yeah, it's a really nice building. So definitely worth driving by. Cool. All right. So. All these good things have been happening. Chris Paul Player of the Week, Monty All-Star Game Coach, 40 wins before 2010 losses for a contender. <laughs> 40 wins before 10 losses. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's what's happening. And despite all, you know, we have injuries on this team. Aiton is still out and will still be out for the Nets game. But luckily we did see McGee come back in the last one, played pretty limited minutes, but... uh. I was surprised to see him out in the first place, but was obviously glad to have him back. And even with that, Biombo started, uh, JaVale came in off the bench, and then this was the Ish Wainwright game where all of this went down, where he had his career best game playing the yeah. small ball five. It's great. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I don't want anyone to be hurt, obviously, but... This is what championship teams do. You have to be able to win when guys go down because it's inevitable, especially this year with COVID. Like, that's the thing that I think everyone is pretty aware of. No team is going to be fully healthy going into the playoffs this year. So I love what we've done over the last, I guess, month with all of these injuries from Aiton to Crowder to campaign, um, JaVale, all of that, back to Nader and Kaminsky. We've still just done what we have to do, and we've won games, and that bodes very well for the the playoffs, the postseason. Yeah, and think about how when Aiton and McGee were both thriving, you know, before the Aiton injury, and they were both just tearing it up on a nightly basis and talking about how this is the best center rotation in the league. It's been a long time since we've even seen that. And yeah. we've added Biombo to it since then. And, man, I'm still interested to see what's going to happen when Nathan's back, if all the busy minutes are gone. I know we discussed this a little bit last week, but uh, it's it's exciting to see those kind of battles going on. Will it be situational, or is McGee going to get all those back? And then another thing. Ish Wainwright playing all those minutes at center and no Jalen Smith. 
I'm pretty well convinced that Jalen Smith is getting traded now. Yeah, something's going to happen. Still really not sure what. I mean, yeah. Eric Gordon, I think, is the guy that makes the most sense. The rumor is the Suns want another shooter, which, of course, we do. That's all we ever want. Yeah. But, I mean, Eric Gordon fits that bill, so... Yep, I'm still on. I'm still all aboard on that. I'd like to see him come here, but who knows what you got to give up to get him here? I I wish we uh, I wish we knew because man, one big move for this team could uh, man. It's tough to say lock up a championship, but I'll say lock up heading to the championship. Yeah, we can yeah. go with that. That that'd be so fun to see, but I, I'd hate to see us lose someone. And the guy I think of is Dario. Uh, I think he's mm-hmm. so good for the team. I I wonder I wonder if he'd be the guy to go. But yeah. Anyways, the team is still without Jay Crowder and Campaign with their dueling wrist injuries, and now Landry Shamit also out for the Brooklyn game with a sprained ankle. So this looks like. We have this game against the Nets. That's a home game. And then we go on a four-game road trip. Yeah. Do you think we've been easing Aiton along to maybe be ready for this road trip? Maybe. I mean, hopefully. I will say with the Brooklyn game, James Harden is questionable. Um, Kyrie will play because it's a road game. And I believe they have another injury. Aldridge, I think Aldridge, Aldridge is out Aldridge, for this one. Which, okay, that doesn't make that much of a difference. But, yeah, so if Harden doesn't play, that'd be nice. I would think he would probably try to play this one, but just since he went to ASU, I think uh, he likes playing here. Sure. But we'll see. So if if Aldridge and Harden are out, that helps a lot, but it's still going to be tough. A nine-guy nine rotation against KD and Kyrie, that's tough. Yeah, and we could use all those random guys that were on the end of our bench a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It seems like everybody's just gone all of a sudden. Yeah, those 10-day hardship contracts. Right. Wish we could keep them around a little bit longer. And, I mean, maybe we'll get news of a signing between now and the game, but uh, we'll see. And then, you know, Abdul Nader. I sure wish we had him right now. I wonder what his status is. It seems like that's been kind of hush-hush, even compared to, you know, Frank's situation this year. Mm-hmm. Very little information. Yeah, I really – I don't even know what to think. And, yeah, until you brought him up, I completely forgot about him. <laughs> yep, it's – uh. one of the things about being so deep that uh, a guy who can have a – you know, a nice impact off the bench, a guy like Nader. Now, we can kind of forget about him with this deep roster that surrounds him. Yeah. All right. Game recaps from last week. We'll start it off with that Suns at Jazz game. And, yes, Devin Booker scored 43 in this one. Then the team only scored 11 in the second quarter. And... These matchups against the Jazz, the injury-ridden Jazz, have been very interesting. Yes, I'm glad, so uh, we're getting them out of the way here. Yeah, and I feel so bad for Joe Ingles tearing his ACL. Yeah, that that was tough news because 
it doesn't matter if it's your favorite or least favorite player. You never want to see someone get hurt. So definitely feeling for Joe Ingles. But yeah, it's just a weird game. The Jazz got Ingles back. They had Mike Conley back. They was Bogdanovich back in this game? Yeah. Yeah, he was. They still didn't look that great. So yeah, just very, very strange games. And also strange to play them back to back games. Right. And yeah, with all those guys back in the lineup, that just speaks to how good Gobert and Mitchell are. Yeah. Because without them, I mean, you know, that's a pretty pretty decent starting five you put out there with Conley, Ingles, Royce O'Neal, he's a good defender. Yeah. And then Bogdanovich and Whiteside. On paper, that doesn't look so bad, but I mean, missing Gobert in the lane, that's that's huge. And then, you know, you replace him with Hassan Whiteside, who in this game picks up an idiotic technical foul late in the fourth. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I don't know if it quite quite sealed the deal for the Suns, but it was close to it. Pretty close, yeah. Oh, that stuff's frustrating. And it just made me think, like, our guys do pick up technicals. But I don't think there's been one in a terrible situation. You know, when the game's on the line, I don't know if we've picked up a, a bad tee. Yeah, we're well, we're pretty composed in the last five minutes of fourth quarters. True, <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, yeah D-Book D, D in this one, 43 points on 16 for 28 shooting, 2 for 6 from downtown, 9 for 11 from the free throw line, 12 rebounds, 4 assists. And this, yeah, this was one where he had to get it going because no one else wanted to to come along, except Chris, who put in 21. Right. I think that's the thing, too. And I, I think Eddie was saying this on the broadcast, too. But Booker can still do this. And if you think back to when the Suns were so bad, this is what Booker was doing on a somewhat regular basis. Sure, maybe not 43, but he was really carrying the load with the scoring, and he just didn't have hardly any help. Now he's got the help, but every once in a while, a couple guys will have off nights. And that's where Booker steps in and says, oh, yeah, I've been here before, and puts in 43, and we win because of it. Yeah. Man, that's so great that we used to get spanked so badly in the past that we just had to rely on one guy to do everything when he was 20 years old. And (laughs) now that he's 25, it's actually coming in handy. It's ridiculous, in, isn't in it? Small, in small spurts when we're actually, you know, no one else can get a bucket and we need him to do it. I mean, yeah. it's it's uh, it's really cool that we've been able to watch D-Book his entire career here. And all the growing that him and the team have done is just so, so awesome. It's a it's a feel-good story in sports. Uh, one One that does not get attention. So it's not... It's not feel good for everybody, just for us who uh, actually know what's going on. Yeah. Well, once the playoffs come around, people will probably know a little bit better. Yep. Yep. Uh, Those John Morant dunk highlights, though. Those get in the way. They do, but I don't. I'm also like really thrilled for the Grizzlies too. That is true. They're another feel good story because they've done it the right way too. Right. Totally. I mean, th- that supporting cast around Ja, they all, they've all been coming into their own over the last year or two as yeah. well. 
And yeah, they're going to be great. I've, I think they're number two in the power rankings this week from NBA.com. Yeah, they've been really good. And yeah, I'm a little nervous to be matching up with them again, honestly. But. Uh, yes, yeah, especially because they were one of our few losses this season. Right. One of the nine. I believe that was a... Was it a John Morant game winner? It was, and he it traveled. Was. He did, okay. Yep. Yeah. That's why I remembered, because he traveled, and I'm still upset about it. Just kidding. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Seven next game one. series, I'll take it. Yes. Okay, the next one, the Timberwolves game, and Chris Paul, triple-double at his age, is just so good. And watching him talk smack to Patrick Beverly oh, in his street clothes nice. on the sideline while he's doing it, man, must be nice. Yeah. Must be pretty fun to be Chris Paul. Yeah. I'd love to be like that at 36. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's still doing it. It's yeah. Crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, what a game from Chris Paul. Holy cow. Just commands the game so much and you know you watch him and it's like yeah he'll have a triple double in this game i think he had eight rebounds i don't know if it was quite the first half but it was pretty early and you're like well he's gonna get that the rest is that's just chris paul doing his thing so man yeah, and it, it was not a huge surprise the shooting line on this one for chris for those 21 points he was five for nine from the floor Four of five from downtown, seven of nine from the line. So efficient. That is very efficient. And, uh, yeah, we had Booker and Cam Johnson come along. They both had 20-plus in this one. And the T-Wolves also had three guys go over 20. So I you got to give some love to the T-Wolves because they gave us a run in this one. And yeah. they're definitely coming along. And Anthony Edwards is going to be really good. Yeah. So good, yeah. Already is good. And D'Angelo Russell wasn't in this one. They're, I think they were eighth in the standings, in the, eighth in the West last time I checked. So they're, I think they're playing a little bit better than I had originally thought. So I'd love to see them make the playoffs, even if it's just the play-in game. Yeah, they got off to a bit of a slow start, but... Uh, they've been going on some nice runs and they've just been pretty steady and what this one put them one game under 500. So mm-hmm. yeah, I could see them finishing the year over 500, especially if Russell isn't out long and uh, man, like Anthony Edwards, I I'm huge on him. I think he's going to be really, really good. I yeah. didn't think he was quite the shooter that he is. I, I think he's leading the NBA in three-point percentage. Oh, wow. Or maybe uh, top ten or something. I know Ooh. he's up there pretty high, though. I'd love to see the Wolves beat the Lakers in the 9-10 <laughs> play-in game. <laughs> How great would that be? Oh, uh, I'd rather see the Lakers not make the play-in, but well, that that'd, would, that'd still be fun. The Lakers getting the 11 seed, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, why not root for the Wolves? I mean, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yeah, they're fun. Okay, then to finish the week, the Spurs, where the Suns put on another, yet another masterclass, fourth quarter. Chris Paul with that near 2020 game, 20 points, eight rebounds, 19 assists. 
these these guys are good. And like last game where it was Cam who stepped in to get the scoring going, scoring going, <laughs> uh, it was Mikhail this one, 26 yeah. points for him, and he was he was hot. 16 shots, 11 makes. Yeah, that was so nice. Nice to see when Mikhail gets going a little bit. I feel like it's happening slightly less often lately, but he's still great. And yeah, I mean, Chris Paul just gets whatever he wants. And I think the team was aware that this was a trap game. We talked about this last week about how any game against the Spurs really could be considered a trap game, especially when they're missing a lot of their best players. They just tend to play well. They're great at playing as a team. And I think we knew that. We were struggling uh, at some points. But again, I was never really worried. Okay, fine. We didn't win by 10, but I will take a win by 5. Oh, yeah. I I like watching this team go on that a crazy 12-0 run at the beginning of the fourth quarter to get the game within three or whatever happened. Yeah, right. It, it is so much fun. And these guys, it's because they play the right way. That's right. And what's the one thing I could maybe complain about? Booker taking a few too many uh, heat check-esque type shots. Yeah. Like You can't call him a ball hog. You, you can't. But he might force one or two. That's that's really the only thing that I ever uh, might yell at my TV for. Yeah, but, I mean, we were saying this before we started recording. Obviously, we're not complaining. We love winning these games. It's We're just so used to it. I'm like, oh, it's, it's getting to be a bit formulaic. Like, we're just going to turn it on the fourth quarter. No matter how much we're down by, we'll win by five to ten points. Like, uh, of course, I will take the consistency, but we considered just saying the Suns are the best team in the league. See you next week for this episode. <laughs> it's, I don't really want to say boring, but there are a few times where I'm like, we know what's going to happen here. Yeah, it's fun knowing that it's going to happen. It's fun while it's happening, but in the end, it's kind of like, hey, we just did that to another team again this it, it's so crazy yes it is and that's so, with alfred payton and ish wainwright playing on your bench right <laughs> oh gotta love it 19 assists i mean we haven't seen that in a while even from chris paul but that no. just takes me back oh, i would have loved to see him get to 20 that would have been cool yeah, anyone, if you're flirting with 2020, if it's rebounds or assists, I don't even care. That's uh, that's having yourself a night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the assists just come to everybody. And you know when a guy catches a pass from Chris Paul, they're thinking, I want to get Chris this assist right now. Oh, yeah. If yeah. you, it, it seems like if Cam catches one, it's just going up instantly. He has a quick shot release, but... I mean, if if he has just a smidge of space and has just received a pass from Chris Paul, you know it's going up. And And most likely going in. I mean, most likely. I saw Cam Johnson is shooting at least 40% from every one of the zones (laughs) behind the three point line. And the the weak side corner, the far side corner three, 
50 (laughs) percent that's like i mean that's like almost curry numbers from the corner zone yeah man and that's why you don't miss jay crowder when he goes down with this injury i mean mikhail and cam they they bring the same things that jay brings uh Mainly Mikhail's defense and Cam's shooting. I say that those are just nice uh, little clips that they can both take from Jay. But those guys are younger. They can do so much more. They have potential. And I I just hope that we keep those guys around for as long as we possibly can. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love this team. It's fun. I would like to see a nice 30 to 40 point blowout soon, though. That's yeah. a request that I have. That'd be uh, a nice way to mix things up. Yeah. That'd be a little care, just carefree from whistle to <laughs> whistle. I, yeah. <laughs> just spank them. Somebody. Uh, maybe the Wizards. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe. All right. Next week's games, though. We've talked about this Nets one a bit. And then we got the Hawks, Wizards, and Bulls. And that Hawks game starts a four-game road trip for the team. So... Going into this with, you know, nine players on the roster for the Nets game on Tuesday, it's a little worrisome looking at that four-game road trip. Yeah, and that's okay. We're in a good spot. Well, if we drop a couple here, we'll be okay. And I remember saying the exact same thing about our last road trip in which we won every game. So I'm not going to be surprised if we win all of these. If we yeah. lose one or two, I won't be that upset, but we very well could just win out like we did with our last road trip where I said this. Sure. And here's the thing. We can afford to lose games. It's very obvious. We're the best team in the league by a pretty decent margin. But even beyond that, it's okay to lose games. But when you get on these 10-game winning streaks in the previous one where we broke our team record – it feels a little extra that you you just don't want to lose anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So there's always that little extra bit, but we all have to keep in mind when we do inevitably drop one more, you know, in March or whatever it may be, uh, <laughs> it's going to be just fine. It's, it's going right. to be one more loss in the column. We'll still be the best team in the league. It'll be okay. That's exactly right. This Hawks game on Thursday is our bet question game. So the question is, who will have more assists, Trey Young or Chris Paul? I'm going to go – I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go Trey to say something different than you because I know you're going to say Chris. All right, so let us know on Twitter, at SunnyTHXPod, <laughs> who you think will have more assists, Trey Young or Chris Paul. Yes, you're exactly right. So there we go. I'm doing it just to keep our, our bet life spicy. Yes, because you're you, currently up seven to five. Yeah, we might. I might let you crawl back in. Let let Chris <laughs> get another nineteen. Maybe he'll go for twenty assists in this. Twenty-five one. is my guess. Ooh, nice. I like that. I like that. <laughs> but the Hawks have been playing quite a bit better lately. Uh, they had a pretty rough stretch there for quite a while, but Trey's been Trey's been being Trey. He's one of the best offensive players in the league. He's been up to, playing up to snuff, but it seems like uh, the rest of the roster is kind of coming into their own now. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're not anywhere near where they were last year at this time, but 
Uh, there's still plenty of time for them to get it figured out and, you know, maybe make some noise in that Eastern playoffs again. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, did they do this last year? I mean, I know it was a little bit quicker, but I feel like they didn't have an amazing start last year. And then they picked it up and played really well and even got to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, yeah, they're a solid team. We know that. Yep, that does sound right. And then uh, the Wizards on Saturday got to see a little drama going on between Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie and uh, the team. And again, something I'll just say, I'm so thankful that we have James Jones and Monty Williams at the helm. They're not going to let crap like that happen. They're not going to bring in guys who will instigate crap like that in the locker room. And I'm so thankful for that. Yeah, that's why I'm like... If they want Jalen Smith for Spencer Dinwiddie, we've got that ready to go. <laughs> you know that James Jones would just sit down. James Jones and Monty Williams and Chris Paul probably, <clears throat> and maybe Devin Booker, would sit down with Spencer Dinwiddie, and he'd have a way better attitude, and everything would be fine. And we'd have yet another serviceable point guard on the roster. Hey, that'd be pretty nice. Uh as much as I will stick up for Alfred Payton, it would be nice having a little bit more of a polished player at point guard. And you know, oh yeah, I'd say the same thing about campaign. Sure, yeah, and then even Elf has size to be able to go play the two. Even if Booker needs a little blow, yeah. Shamit's not shooting well. I mean, put in Payton to play some defense. He he definitely can play some D positionless basketball put him at the five hey just kidding <laughs> he's not that big but yeah we totally could do that and monty likes his three guard lineups so if we need a little extra defense he could put him out there along with dinwiddie and chris paul or something yeah that, let's get dinwiddie and eric gordon yeah that sounds good they can just be our new bench backcourt i'll trade I'll trade Cam and Shamit for him right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Now, I don't even like to say that, though, because Cameron Payne has become, uh, you know, the kind of the thing that Ubre had going on while he was mm-hmm. here. I feel yeah. like Cam has kind of taken over that that role. Yeah. Yeah. And as much as I harp on him, he's a great change of pace point guard. He's passionate. He does have a lot of really good games. He has a dud here and there, just like anyone. Campaign has been good. I mean, he's had a little bit of a down season, but he has filled his role well. For sure. All right, then we wrap things up. This will be Monday, so against the Bulls. We'll be recording Tuesday after this game, so... Uh, the Bulls obviously got nailed by injuries and COVID. They're getting a little bit healthier, I believe. I mean, they're sending DeRozan out there still. Mm-hmm. Uh, their rookie, Dos- Dosunmu, mm-hmm. I believe is how you pronounce that. He's come to life a little bit, kind of a steal there for them. So the Bulls are uh, they're a team that you have to worry about 100%. The Bulls are really good. I think the Bulls are an Eastern Conference contender. Like, and they're they're doing a similar thing to what we do. They've got that mid-range game going with uh, DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, though he's been hurt for a while, 
yeah, they just they've got a pretty cool thing going. I've liked the Bulls this year. It's always nice just seeing a bit of a you know a switch up in the powerhouses. Obviously, we did that last year, becoming a you know on our trip to the finals. No one had seen the Suns in the playoffs or making any noise for quite a while. And obviously it hasn't been that long for the Bulls. They've been a little more successful than us as of right. late, but you know, it's a it's new for the the recent the recent times at least. Mhm. Yeah, so good for them. Um all right, with that we will move to the non-sports section of the show. So this week we're thinking about movies. What is a movie that you haven't seen in a while that you want to go back to? All right. So on Twitter, I saw that Jamaica has a bobsled team heading to the <laughs> Olympics. Nice. And I, it obviously the first thing you think of is cool running. Cool. I, I would really like to watch that soon. Actually, Natalie and I talked about it. Uh, the next chance we get whenever or wherever we can find cool runnings, we're going to sit down and watch it. Nice. I haven't watched that in so long, but what a great movie. Oh, yeah. And John Candy is mm. just a – I loved that guy. He he had some good roles in quite a few movies that I watched, you know, back back in the 90s we're talking about. He had some, he had some good ones and – uh, he, I believe he's the coach for them in this one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. It's been a while. Um, the one I always go back to is Zoolander. I really love that movie. That movie shaped some of my humor, for sure. And I used to go back and watch it every year, because I just saw it at the right time in life. One of my friends showed me when I was, like, 13, and, like... Ben Stiller just hits different when you're 13. (laughs) And I just remember thinking, like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I still go back to it. It's I'm not a big movie rewatcher. There's only a handful that I can watch more than once. And Zoolander may be my most. uh, Ah, that's probably not true. There's a few others I've watched more. But I do really love that movie. That's one of my favorite, like, comedy movies for sure. Um. And then I was I was thinking of another one too actually. I really love The Shining. I used to watch The Shining every Halloween, but it's like a three or three and a half hour movie, so it's it's a little bit tough to like sit down and be prepared to watch for that long. It's also very tense. So I know with uh, Doctor Sleep, which was like the sequel, I never saw that. So I was talking about, oh, maybe I should watch The Shining and then watch that Doctor Sleep. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Great movie, though. The Shining's great. Another one I've been thinking about, uh, Forrest Gump. Oh, it's yeah. a long time a since long I've time seen that too. one. Tom I, Hanks, I mean. Yeah. That's a yeah, really great. great movie. Yeah. Very emotional at the end. Lieutenant Dan. Mm-hmm. There was a restaurant based off that movie, so that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do the trivia. The Bubba Gump or the Bubba Gump has Forrest Gump trivia. Ah. Yeah. There's a couple questions they tend to ask that I've gotten, and it's like, what 
college football team did Forrest Gump play for? Roll Tide. Yep. And what number did he wear? Ooh. Do you, do you know this one? I don't. It's a it's a high one, isn't it? Mm, for like a running back, it would be. Uh, Was it like 39? That'd be close. Maybe. Close. 44. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I forget some of the other questions, but the football-related ones I always get because I know those parts. Sure. Uh, yeah, that movie's great. One of my favorite parts is when <laughs> he's playing ping pong and he gets really mad and then he's like, "Sorry, I ruined your Black Panther party." <laughs> <laughs> that part has just always like stuck out in my mind. Uh, no, I mean, what a great character. I mean. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I got to go back and watch that. It's been decade not even exaggerating it's been over 10 years since i've seen that yeah. movie so i think i think i probably watched it last in 2010 yeah that and i mean like, so 12 years ago oh gosh so yeah that was a long time ago so the movie very well could hit pretty different yeah that's true since the last time yeah i might yep cool runnings or we'll do uh forrest gump first and then cool runnings after that to uh you know just Laugh it off. Laugh it all out. Yeah. And then I'll do The Shining and then Zoolander. <laughs> Boom. Perfect. All right. That does it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back next week. We'll be recording Tuesday night, so be looking out for that episode on Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in, and go Suns.